BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hello, everyone. For some reason, I wanted to start off this episode by saying yeehaw, but really, in my mind, I was meaning to say ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. We are almost there. I would sing you a Christmas carol, but I I simply don't want to. I'm so sorry, guys. I cannot do that. But anyways, I hope you guys are having the best month. This has been quite the year. And again, we are almost at 2022. Not to give you all a heart attack or an anxiety attack, but we are talking about anxiety on today's episode. Today, we have serial entrepreneur, Whitney Eckes. We are talking about serial entrepreneurship. I'm, I have so many questions for her, like how to be an owner in multiple businesses, how to diversify. I mean, like I have so many questions. It was very confusing. We also talk about how her anxiety disorder led her to create Get Super, which is actually a CBD coffee brand. And I love their stuff. I was confused because I was like, how does CBD and coffee work? Like I had a lot of questions and she explained it to me. Now I love it. You might see me using the little mug all the time because it's very cute. I would definitely recommend. Um, We're talking a lot about how brands can show up digitally. I mean, this is like a true business girls podcast. Well, not girls, but I mean, we're just girls. This is a true business episode. You guys are really going to like it. I loved her. I mean, what ball of sunshine. You guys are going to fall in love with her. If you guys want, you can also watch all of these episodes on our YouTube channel and you guys can see all of the cute stuff on the table. Okay. The branding is impeccable. I love her. She's also friends with Scout from OKSIS, one of our bestest podcast friends. I love them so much. She's also from San Diego. You guys are really going to enjoy this episode. I absolutely adore her. I think she's like the cutest person ever. Be sure to go check out Get Super. Um, It's an instant coffee brand, which is fused with CBD, but it's so good. You guys should definitely go check out Get Super. It is an instant coffee brand fused with CBD. So good. You won't believe it's instant. It's actually incredible. I drink it all the time and I'll just like put it in like my bags when I'm traveling and in hotels and stuff and just put it in hot water. And you know, I feel really put together on those days. It is never too late to treat yourself with a gift though, guys. Be sure to check out the Breadwinning Housewife sets. We've got the sets. We've got the checkers. We've got the tote bags. I mean, you don't want to be left behind. Don't you want to match? I think you do. Okay. Be sure to join our Geneva group chat. Follow me on Instagram. Watch Vlogmas. We have so many YouTube videos up on youtube.com slash Kenzie Elizabeth that you don't want to miss. But without further ado, let's welcome Whitney onto the show. You guys are going to be obsessed with her. So be prepared. I'm very happy that you're here today. 
I'm so excited to be here. I have a lot of questions in, you know, a lot of aspects of your life, but I really need to go into first like CBD coffee because in my head, it like doesn't make sense. And I know that it does make sense, but to me, I'm like, but I need energy and then CBD calms me down. Sure. I'm sure it just lacks the like anxious component, I'm assuming. So can you explain that to me? <laughs> Absolutely. We actually get this question like all the time. People are like, it's like mixing like a vodka Red Bull, right? People are like, it's like mixing an upper and a downer. Like, why would I buy this? Totally get it. So Get Super was essentially formulated and created for people that struggle with anxiety, right? So when I was going through in 2020, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety disorder, depression, full nine yards, runs in the family. And I was like, I don't want to give up my caffeine. But I started noticing like that was a huge trigger for my anxiety attacks, like just any type of bodily response that was caused by anxiety. And so I started originally dropping in CBD oil into my coffee. Well, then basically we started formulating and playing around and we came up with this water soluble hemp extract that essentially is able to be mixed into instant coffee and activates in the right way. So I can get into all the science versus oil versus powder, but essentially what it does is it kind of, it basically takes your caffeine high and your caffeine low and mellows it. So, you know, when you drink a cup of coffee, you kind of get your instant little rush but then maybe like two, 3 p.m. you get that crash or you feel tired or you're just like, I'm done working or I need another cup of coffee or I need another boost, right? So what Get Super does, and again, this is from my own testimony and our consumer's testimonial, but it really just kind of levels you out but it also gives you that calm, focused energy. So you're, you're still really focused, you're still awake. You're just not feeling like you drank seven Red Bulls and like wanting to like, you know, hyperventilate while you're drinking your damn coffee. So that was, that was, that's what it does. And that's one of the things where we loved about it. And we're even playing with different formulas right now, kind of working in some different supplements to see how we can even make that benefit a little bit stronger. Okay. This makes a lot of sense. (laughs) It's actually a genius idea. I too have anxiety and I also don't want to give up caffeine. I, I actually feel like I can't give up caffeine. Sure. Not because I'm like, addicted to caffeine, but because I need energy. Yeah. So I guess maybe. And not even that, like I, you know, like why should we have to, we're in a day and age right now where there's so much, like so many consumables that are just disrupting the market and like giving you like what you want. I mean, hell we can, we can eat chicken made from plants. We can eat Mm -hmm. burgers made out of, you know, grass, like all these different, not grass, vegetables. That was dumb. But anyway, there shouldn't be a reason why we have to cancel or subtract something from our diet. Like why not just make it better or find a way to reformulate it? And so with get super, that was one thing I was like, dude, I love my coffee in the morning. Like I love the taste. I love drinking three or four cups a day, but I also want to sleep at night and not feel like I'm, you know, going to go down this insane anxiety spiral. I also just like the routine of it. I yeah. like making my coffee in the morning and it's cozy. You know, <laughs> there's like a TikTok trend that's funny where it's like the white suburban mom, like with her sweater like that. <laughs> like that's me with my coffee, you know, I'm not a mom in 24 hour, but stuff like that's what I need. It's like the big little lies where yes, you have like exactly. the, <laughs> the big cardigan on. Yeah. I mean, like you shouldn't have to give it up. And I think too, like when I was going through all of this and I was really walking through my own mental health journey, I was like, there's a lot of things that trigger me, like in my diet, there's a lot of things where, you know, my mind and my body are connecting all through my gut and that, you know, even with, you know, adaptogens and all these different supplements and all these new things that we're really diving into. I mean, CBD was the first one I feel like that really came to market. That's like, 
hey, listen, like, try this, like, try this for anti-inflammatory, try this for chronic pain, like, try this for anxiety. And it's really helped. And like another thing with Get Super is my grandpa struggles with basically every medical thing in the book right now. He's kind of getting in his older age and he started really having bad gut inflammation and like to the point where like being hospitalized for gut inflammation and he started drinking get super and it actually was like soothing his stomach and like helping soothe like his pain in and around his tummy area and so that was really cool to see that you know we also can see a little bit of like a pain relief from it yeah that is really cool yeah I have a question about CBD and um not that this is CBD skincare but since it's anti-inflammatory, is that why CBD is good in skincare? You know, there's there's a lot of like studies in and around that because the thing with CBD and skincare is you got to be careful what kind of oil you cut it with. So a lot of people, there's kind of like a debate. A lot of people are saying, yes, it's anti-inflammatory, but also too, if you're cutting it with like a coconut oil or something that's pore clogging, like that's also might stimulate, you know, your skin to break out. And that's like me knowing nothing about skincare, Uh (laughs) but that's also like, that's something I've seen because I know like there's like, I think it's St. Jane and like, um, herbivore, they came out with their CBD oil and stuff like that. And I love it. I mean, I use it, but I don't know, you know, the benefits vary from person to person right now, especially with all the FDA regulations and everything around CBD. It's such like a polarizing topic. Mm-hmm. But I would say like for sure CBD is anti-inflammatory from what I experienced and my own benefits and like testimony. I've just been so curious because I get sent a lot of stuff and I keep seeing CBD and skincare pop out and I haven't tried it yet yeah. as I'm recording this, but I kind of want to. I think you should give it a yeah. try. See yeah. what happens. I love skincare. <laughs> So it is officially the holiday season and don't get me wrong. I love this time of year, but it is absolutely freezing right now. All right. I'm going to New York for New Year's Eve. Don't ask. And I am actually probably going to die. Okay. I have been switching up my winter style with a lot of new looks from Princess Polly. And I'm loving how my wardrobe is coming together. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you would see that I am not exaggerating. I think Honestly, probably 80% of my wardrobe is Princess Polly. Look at any of my clothes and see what is tagged. And nine times out of 10, honestly, let's let's honestly let's say it's 90%. It is Princess Polly. I am their biggest fan. I have been shopping from them for probably, I want to say like four years now. It is where I'm constantly shopping. It is where like my friends in real life are shopping and using my code. Like it is my favorite place. It is where I get majority of my clothing. All right, guys. So Princess Polly has a huge range of on-trend winter outfits, party looks, and holiday styles to suit any event or occasion. I know this time of year is so busy for all of us and having some staple looks to get you through is a must. Plus, they offer free shipping over $50 and super fast delivery from their LA warehouse. So you don't have to wait forever to get your new outfit. I don't know if you guys saw the TikTok that went viral recently. It's like, it's about drive. It's about power like that one. And it was talking about like the LA warehouse of Princess Polly because their stuff gets to you so fast. Ordering clothes online can be tricky sometimes too, especially when it comes to finding the right size. Luckily, Princess Polly has this great feature called Fit Finder which you can locate on the product pages of their website. All you do is answer a few questions and it will generate the size that's most likely going to fit your body. It's really honestly has a great success rate for me, okay? If you do need to make a return though, don't stress. Not only is the process super easy, but they have an extended return period over the holiday season. 
They also have a sustainable range called Earth Club, which is made from lower impact materials that are better for the environment. If you are looking to shop more sustainably, I definitely recommend checking out their Earth Club range. Head over to princesspolly.com and use code I love you to get 20% off. Visit princesspolly.com for the latest fashion trends. Use exclusive code I love you at checkout for 20% off your order. Offer available for a limited time. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture every Tuesday, okay? I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. I want you to give us a little background because I don't know how you do everything and we're going to get into that, but give us a little background on kind of your entrepreneurship journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I like really struggled in school. I was like kind of one of those kids that figured out like I could get good grades, but like I procrastinated and like never really learned anything like was just really couldn't handle like the school system. And when I went to college, I was like, you know, like I really want to do something cool with my time, like while I'm going to college and I want a good job, I want a good career, I want to make lots of money. And I um, started with Red Bull and Red Bull was Gosh, that must have been, I don't remember the year exactly. I think it was like maybe 2012, 2013 was right on the precipice of when like Instagram was like starting to blow up. And so I remember we were working with our managers and they were like, hey, like we're doing all these athlete events. We're doing all these college parties, like all this cool shit. They're like, hey, can you guys like start posting this on Instagram? And we're like, why? And they're like, yeah, like post it on like Facebook and Instagram. Like it's cool. Like let's do it. And Red Bull literally fucking blew up and was like the first like brand to do it right in like the social space, at least from like my perspective. I'm sure there were a lot of other brands that killed it as well. But from that standpoint, I fell in love with social media. I fell in love with content creation, with just the way that communities were built. And I started kind of building my own following kind of at that point. And then from there, I was like, okay, I think I like marketing. I think I like doing this. Went into hospitality, started running a bunch of different properties for Hilton and Marriott and like telling them they need to be on Instagram. And they were like, literally like, you're crazy. We're not putting a giant corporate brand on Instagram. Like no one goes on Instagram to look at hotels. And I was like, okay, but let's try this. So I did that and we were running 15 properties. And then I was like, you know, like I really want to work on like sexy brands. Like I want to do some cool shit. And I had started to really like kind of analyze the influencer landscape at this time. And at that moment, like bloggers were like the mommy bloggers, the travel bloggers was those were like the OG influencers, right? Yeah. Those were the people getting the brand deals with like Hilton and Marriott and stuff like that, like way before it became as big as it is now. And so we, you know, I was kind of like watching this and watching the social media landscape and I'm like, I want to fucking do this for my own clients. So I launched my agency and, um, I've had it for four years and we really just elevate brands in the digital space. We help them with, you know, community management, social media, content creation, anything that basically will stand on social media that needs, that a brand needs help with. So I started that. And when I was basically doing all of that, 2020 happened. I lost 75% of my business. It was like a gut punch. I had established a huge 
hospitality corner inside of San Diego. And I was really trying to work into more of like, you know, e-commerce or life lifestyle and wellness brands and COVID hit. And I was like, all right, well, now's the time to pivot and think this through. And so basically I found Get Super and it's been, you know, something that I wanted to pursue. And I was like, this is my downtime. This is my moment. And so I moved forward with it. I love that. For scaling a business or really just focusing on like digital marketing, what's your favorite platform to grow a business online? Okay, right now, TikTok. Yeah, for sure. There is nothing that has had that easy of a barrier of entry to connecting with mass amounts of people on like any platform that I've ever seen. Like LinkedIn used to have a super amazing algorithm. They still kind of do. It's a, you know, you can connect with people. It's a really, really good networker. Pinterest is a great website, like, or uh, traffic driver because it <laughs> drives all this traffic back to your website or to any platform, which is rare because most social media is designed to keep you on social media. Yeah. Pinterest pushes you away. But right now, I mean, TikTok, like, it's just, you know, I kind of looked at it and I was like, what the hell is this? Like, another vine, like, you know, I, I kind of wrote it off and I got on there and like, even my team like plays around on there and it's, it's so fun and lighthearted. And I think it cuts through the kind of fake shit that's been going on with Instagram, like the overly curated speak your authenticity, but like also don't speak your authenticity because you might not grow. And like, that's what this platform is about is as many followers and as much like good looking content as you can like produce. And I just feel like TikTok's more raw. And it also kind of gives brands coming from a brand standpoint, an opportunity to also get raw with their audience and like not take things so seriously. What are your best practices for TikTok? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So from a brand standpoint versus a creator standpoint, I mean, creators, like you got to get in with the music, like anything Mm. that's trending music wise, anything that is popping off. I mean, it, it really stands as a music platform from what I've seen, right? I feel like what I've seen, like the best videos are the videos that are again, like that realness or that rawness. They're not overly curated. They're usually not taking you mass hours to produce. They're more so like in the moment snackable, something that's humorous or very authentic to you and your personal brand that pops off. How do you handle running these businesses, making the decisions and just on a day-to-day basis when you just have so much going on? You know, right now is like the season in my life where I'm like giving myself grace. Cause like I am, I'm fucking overwhelmed. I will not lie to you, but I think I would have to give so much credit to like my support system and my team, my family, you know, there's a bunch of entrepreneurs in our family. And so a lot of them get it. Um, and they're also just super encouraging and will show up when, you know, I need support the most. And then also to my team at Eckes Marketing, like, you know, they are some of the most dedicated, brilliant, creative girls like I've ever met, you know, for me to come to them and be like, Hey, like I'm going to launch a brand. And they're like, fucking cool. Like, let's do the marketing. And like, I'm like, okay, like, are you sure? And they're like, no, like, let's blow this shit up. Like we have full creative reign for get super. Like we don't have a client, like, you know, not that our clients are bad. We love our clients, but you know, we don't have a client reeling us in or really driving the strategy. We're doing it and we get to have as much fun and as much play as we want. And so with that, like, I'm super blessed because I get to leverage my own creative assets in my team and like have them come in and speak to what they feel like the brand should do. And that's a lot of like really awesome feedback to have at my disposal. How do you build a team? Slowly, (laughs) really slowly. I'm still in the driver's seat at Eckes Marketing. You know, I am still the person that is 
managing the hours, running the payroll, doing, you know, the final edits on any sort of client campaign. But, you know, what I've noticed is that you find someone, you find someone that gets it and that sees you and sees your vision and you make sure that they feel supported and they're taken care of and that they get that mission so that they can be with you and be happy for as long as, you know, you guys are growing this awesome business. And I think before, like, I used to think like, oh man, like I have to hire all these people and like pay all these crazy salaries. And like, you know, I have to have all these like stipulations and like all these different things. And like the more and more I realize like the team members that have been with me, like the longest are the ones that just like fucking like to work with me and like to work with our brands and like get excited about a stupid social media graphic that we'll never post again. You find your tribe in your business almost, and then you attract them and you bring in more and you see, you know, if they work well together and you give them opportunity to bond. And that's the long of the short. I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still trying to figure out the secret sauce to building a badass team, but I've gotten very lucky with the girls that I have right now. Today, we are talking about Warby Parker. I am a longtime fan of the brand. I worked with them on YouTube, I believe, like six years ago. And ever since then, my eyeglasses have always been Warby Parker. So if you guys are unaware, they basically like completely changed an industry. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, eye exams, and contact lenses. So glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. And this is the part that you guys have probably seen everywhere because it's so awesome. So you guys can try Warby Parker's free home try-on. I love this thing. You order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. There's no obligations to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shopping label. This is super easy. I recently did this to get a new pair. My favorite shape were the Chamberlain ones. And the reason that I love this at-home try-on program, I mean, there's a few reasons. Let's be real. I don't have to leave my house. I love that. Two, I don't like going and trying on eyeglasses at a place because the salesperson is always, you know, telling me I look good in every single glass, which is not true. They're lying to me because they're probably working for commission. And I also don't need opinions. I want the glasses that I feel confident in. And the glasses that I like are typically not always the ones that I end up liking on, if that makes sense. It's always the random glasses that I try, like the wild card that I try on and end up loving. And for me, that was a Chamberlain. Those ended up being my favorites. I wouldn't have necessarily picked them out first. I happen to put them in there and I love them, okay? And because of Warby Parker's free home try-on program, I was able to find that out. Do not let your FSA or HSA dollars go to waste. Put them to good use on Warby Parker prescription glasses, prescription sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. You can try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash I love you. Again, that is warbyparker.com slash I love you. What is your biggest tip as far as like becoming a boss? Oh, in like what sense? Cause like, I feel like we're seeing this, like we saw like the girl boss movement. We saw like the side hustle. Like wh- I mean, what do you more mean? Like literally being a boss, like <laughs> as far as, cause I think for me now I'm hiring and I'm like, okay, this is like very different. It's been me, just me for years. I mean, yes, I've had like a team around sure. me, but not on salary from me. So uh, just more so like as you're hiring, what would be good advice for like me specifically? A girlfriend of mine told me this and it really like clicked like, and I think it has to do with like, again, like when you're building something like your brand, like you're, you're contributing to it. 
you want everyone on deck to get the vision, right? Because if they don't yes. get it, like, why the fuck are you here? Why am I paying you? Like, doesn't make sense, right? So the best thing that I've ever learned is like showing up and fucking supporting them. Like give them what they need. They need a night out. Great. Give them a night out. They need a fucking, you know, sorry, I cuss so I just, much. It's by fine. The- it's fine. <laughs> I'm like realizing it as I'm like hearing it in the, in the headphones, but you know, give them, give them a retreat, show up and do a weekly chat with them. Be like, dude, how are you doing? And like, no bullshit. Like tell me what's going on in your life. Because quite honestly, like they're the ones that make the machine run. They are the gasoline. They fuel it. They make it operate. So making them feel supported and making them feel like their job is valuable to the company is one of the best things I've ever seen. And like, that's coming to you from like someone like we have a huge long family business. That's been like 75, that's been going for like 75 years. And like, you know, I've seen my dad lead and I, my dad is one of those people that like every person that like walks in his office, like he can tell you their family's names and like what they're doing and like what Mm -hmm. they're about. And like, for me, like being someone that's, you know, still figuring this out, I've noticed like when my girls feel seen or when my team feels seen and they feel supported, they do their best work. And especially being in a creative agency, like that is pivotal. Like that is, that is what we need in order for us to survive. Showing up and realizing too, like, it's not about you as the boss, it's about them and how you're going to support them and how you're going to grow them and how you're going to make this their career that they fucking love. And they show up every day to like fucking do the shit. That's, that's being the boss. That's really, really good. I want to talk about entrepreneurship in your 20s specifically, especially with, you know, dealing with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. I think in a way I've dealt with anxiety and depression, a lot more anxiety. I think, no, actually more consistently anxiety wouldn't be a better way to put that. But for me, it's definitely been, you know, I've worked for myself since I was 16 years old. So it's been like eight years at this point. And there are things about it that are great and I think helpful as far as like my mental health goes, but then there are things that are sure detrimental. And I'm not even talking about like social media. I more so just mean like day to day, it's isolating. You're by yourself. You are not going in. There's less structure, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Scout, if you guys need a good um, <laughs> book, I'll put one in the description. The Yeah, she has a great book on like mental health and entrepreneurship. Yeah. But I just think it's a really important topic. What would be some of your best tips, especially like specifically to those in their 20s. Okay, so like I'm I'm sitting here, I'm 27. I feel like I'm still in my 20s and I feel like I have changed so many times throughout turning 20 to 27. And I've gone through so many different like awakenings and shifts. And I feel like, you know, if you're sitting here as an entrepreneur wanting to be an entrepreneur, know that like your business is going to walk through those shifts with you which is like kind of scary, but also kind of fucking fantastic. Because if you're not evolving your business, like what are you doing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, like if it's doing great and like don't change something that's not broken, but also too, like the world is constantly changing. Like your business should constantly be evolving with that world. And so when you're young and you're in your twenties, like I feel like I was so ballsy. Like I remember, like I was just pitching these clients and like didn't give a fuck and like, that like that fearless mentality starts to go away with experience. Cause you kind of start figuring out like what works and what doesn't, but it's also the people that like fucking go for it. That are ballsy that are probably younger and disruptors that make it happen. 
that make their dreams like come to life. So like, if you are in your twenties and you're like, I have this idea, like fucking run it. Like, let's go have it. Like, let's do this because quite honestly, this is probably the best time in your life to actually do something. Cause you do, you're fearless. You know, you're not sure what life's going to look like in your thirties. You're not sure what your career is going to be like. Maybe you're single, maybe you're married, whatever. You're still so newly fresh out there. Like go do it go do it. Even if it's like, even if it's a huge mistake, whatever, at least you figured out what works and what doesn't. And like most of the time when you go for something and you go that hard, it's not a mistake. And you learn along the way and you learn what works and what doesn't. I think being naive too, and Mm -hmm. this innocence is really helpful. I say that all the time. I moved to LA when I was 17 and everyone always asked me like, how did you do that? How are you not terrified? Yeah. Moving at 17, I was so naive that that was so much easier than if I were to move for the first time at 23 to me because I was just young and naive. And I know that sounds kind of backwards, but I think about that all the time. Like I almost want to live as like, I am 17 year old Kinsey who really is not afraid of anything Mm -hmm. because she would just do whatever, you know? Like that's actually great advice. Thousand percent. And you're, you're spot on. Like it is like, you know, I always wish like I would have moved to like New York or like Texas, like when I was in my earlier twenties, because it was, it was exactly that there wasn't as much awareness in like the fact of like what, you know, what exactly you're doing. It's, it is a bit of like being naive, but it's also a bit of like, there's almost a little bit more freedom there. Like you're not so attached to something. You don't have these grounded roots like in you yet, like Mm -hmm. go be free, go figure out what you like. Like anytime too, like someone comes to me and like, we, we work with a lot of interns from San Diego state or like point Loma, point Loma Nazarene. And you know, like I always ask them, like, you do like, what's your like dream career? And a lot of them are like, you know, like I want to get something like works with my degree. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like, what do you like really like? And they'll be like, oh, I like to cook. I'm like, oh, like, what do you, what do you like to cook? Like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, well, like, I kind of like would love to start a YouTube channel one day. And I'm like, really? But you went to school for, you know, Uh like communications or I don't know, engineering. And they're like, yeah, they're like, but like, I want to use my degree. And I'm like, yeah, like you will, you're going to use your degree. Because I also think one of the biggest things about college is that it's not what you learn inside the classroom. It's -hmm. what you're learning through your social skills, who you know, how to speak, how to communicate with your professors, how to manage your own time. Like college teaches you these amazing fundamental assets that no one talks about. And I think too, like a lot of people are like, oh, like why do I go to college anymore? And like, I'm, I'm here nor there about it. Cause I feel like it's like, I look back and I'm like, could I probably done all this without college? Maybe like, I kind of was like a little shithead. Like I didn't show up to classes anyway. Like I was like, I was procrastinating before my finals anyway. Like maybe I could have, but I think like when you're in that state of like being young, like nothing's off the table, like go for it. Like if college isn't working and you want to start a YouTube channel, like fucking try it. And you have the least amount of responsibility you will ever have. Most likely. Yes. As you get older, it's, you know, relationships, marriage, kids, careers, jobs, mortgages, things like that. Like when the younger you are, the least, uh, that's the less responsibility. So it's only going, not that, and not that you shouldn't do something later, but really you're probably in the easiest time to do it. Thousand Realistically. Yeah. So I think that it's a definite, you should go for it. For sure. I know Whitney and I touch a little bit on the book, The Emotional Entrepreneur by our friend at Scout. And I just think there is such a side of entrepreneurship that 
you honestly need therapy for, okay, guys? It's difficult. I think everyone in the world would benefit from therapy. But while we're on the topic, let me recommend to you BetterHelp. I love them. They are a longtime sponsor of the podcast. I talk about them like almost every single week. And I, again, am so open. I go to therapy every single week, Thursdays at one. And it is honestly a lifeline. All right, guys, it's so important. It has helped me so much in every aspect of my life, whether it's, you know, self-confidence, honestly, like emotional health regarding my job, um, relationships, family conflict. I mean, like literally everything it has helped with. Okay. So BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is not self-help, but it is professional counseling done securely online. You are able to send a message to your counselor at any time and you will get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. If you have ever done counseling and the the therapist just like wasn't your match, don't worry. You can try out a different one. I would really recommend trying out different counselors and finding the one that is right for you. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. You can find licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential, it is convenient, it is professional, and it is affordable. Again, it is not a crisis slide, but you can check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash Kinsey. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp.com slash Kenzie. Guys, I really, really recommend it. I will be so proud of you guys if you sign up. Betterhelp.com slash Kenzie. Again, 10% off your first month. So let's say I was starting a brand, like hypothetically speaking. Okay. Um, what do you think would be like the best practices for me? Like I love brands. I look at, you know, like Set Active. I, I love Lindsay yeah. Carter. She's been on the podcast like many times. And I love how they've really created a community. And I love how they bring people along. And especially as someone who has literally brought people along in my life for the past eight years, like that just feels natural. What advice would you give to me or to anyone in their early 20s starting a brand? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to come to you as like the marketer here because this is, this is what I'm seeing. And I feel like this is actually really important right now. And, and again, we're talking about like in the brand landscape or the business world, develop like literally a personality. Like that brand should have culture. That brand should be everything that you want it to look like. It should be doing the things that you want it to do. If you want to go to Coachella and open up a tent and freaking, you know, sell some leggings out of a tent, do it. If you want to spend, you know, money on branding, if you want your box to be bright fucking red and look, have this nostalgic photo or nostalgic look to it, do it. Like your brand is an encompass of you. And that right now is so interesting because when you talk about like, the major conglomerates of the world that started off and it was so like, you you buy this because it's a corporation and we trust corporations to now no one trusting corporations and people actually trusting mom and pops and these smaller ass businesses that have real people behind them. Make your brand you. Sit down and think about what things you like, 
what colors you like, what culture, company culture, or like things in your life that are important, like your own values, and bring that into the brand, like foot first, because that is from what I'm seeing, like the entrepreneurs, like, like you just said, like, like Lindsay, right? Like the entrepreneurs that step out in front of their brands and build that community. That's the best way to do it because there's this value and this trust that's built with the brand because they know who's doing it and they feel like they can trust who's behind it. And also too, she probably has like a lot of things that flow into set active that is like very relevant to her and like, and very important to her in terms of like her own values. Also, I want to talk a little bit about like comparison and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Because that's a really big thing. Oh God. (sighs) And you see it all the time. I think people, it's natural to be very, you know, hard on yourself or it's a natural human thing to compare, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And you only see, for the most part, you only see the highlights. There are people who are sharing, you know, the harder aspects of it, but like you're not there. Ultimately, like you see the website, the product out, and like who has it, you know? So what would be your best tips with like comparing? Can I just tell you, like I've cried for the last 48 hours. Like I've been on a fucking breakdown in the last 48 hours and no one sees that. No one sees, you know, the fights with your best friends. No one sees, you know, your anxiety attacks. No one sees any of that. And that is something that I hope will begin to change and people will be more accepting to because it is such a reality feeling alone in entrepreneurship and feeling that comparison attitude and feeling like, you know, you look up to these brands, but then all of a sudden you have your own brand and then they become this competition that you feel like you could never catch up to. That is the most realest thing that happens. And that is why talking about mental health inside of entrepreneurship, like what Scout is doing is so fucking important because people do not get it unless you are in it. So when it comes to comparison, like, let's just be real. Number one, I'm a huge, huge advocate of putting on blinders, mute people, shut it off. You don't need to listen to a business podcast every single day. You don't need to overwhelm yourself. There's no fucking race. This is your brand, build it the right way. You don't need to sell it in three years. We're fine. Calm down Mm -hmm. and give yourself a break. Second off, Again, you know, this is something that's really hard because you're constantly telling yourself this and you need to, you know, you have to kind of train this mindset, but you're, you are seeing one third of that business and you're seeing the best parts, right? Like the highlight reel. So that is something too, where it's like, when you think about your business celebrations, like celebrating the small stuff, like even getting through your, like your inbox one day, like fucking celebrate it. Pop a bottle of champagne. Actually celebrate that. (laughs) That's a big one. Seriously. But celebrations, things like that, like lean into the fact of what you're building and what you're doing as an entrepreneur, even in like a personal brand, right? Like even if you are someone, you're a content creator, you're a personal brand, like lean into your wins and feel those, like feel those deeply and celebrate them. Because that's the other thing too, that I was never doing inside of Eka's marketing is I never celebrated anything. And I felt like the moment I started celebrating something, it would mean that I was getting lazy or that the team wouldn't perform the right way. So it was always like, yes, like something good happened. And I was like, great, that went exactly the way we planned it. Let's move on to the next thing. That is not fucking healthy. (laughs) And it will set you up for failure every single time because you'll start to become so numb to good things happening that you'll, you'll never be happy. I think celebrating is so important. 
like incredibly important. I did like a college internship and that was a big thing they would always talk about. Yeah. And I never really did that with myself. And I find myself like, yeah, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Or even like I bought a car recently. That was a car I've wanted for like a really long Congratulations. time. Congratulations. That's major. Thank you. But I was like, oh, well, I mean, one, it's like a car. I'm not really the type to like post a photo of my car, you know, whatever. <laughs> but like, it was also, I find myself when I like hit milestones, like even if it's personal, like buying a car, which also stems obviously from my business, I find myself being like, oh, well, someone did, so-and-so did this like three years ago or so-and-so did that already, yes. or they've already hit this or they hit this times 10. So then I feel like I can't celebrate it, which is so like, logically speaking, I know that's so stupid and it's wrong, but it is hard sometimes to really allow yourself to actually just celebrate instead of like downplaying, I think your accomplishments because someone else has already done it. Thousand percent. And that's also a real thing too, right? Where you're like, yeah, so-and-so bought the same exact car three years ago, you know, or she's, you know, the thing I'm starting to feel, I was so young into the entrepreneur game and I used to love that I was young and dumb and, you know, just freaking going for it. But like, you know, now I'm even feeling like, oh man, like I'm seeing like these girls that are like half my age come out and just like crushing their revenues. And, you know, that is not your story. And, you know, to get into your own journey, like that's the one thing I love about entrepreneurs <laughs> is so like how every one of their stories is so different and how they bring this added raw element to their businesses because they are so different. So like in a way, like when you do get into that mindset of like, oh, so-and-so did this or you downplay, like just realize like the edge and like your own superpower that you have. So maybe you're not achieving something, you know, that so-and-so achieved, or maybe you're not getting there quite like quite as fast, but like you're doing things that are going to bring like a whole new seasoning to your business and to your brand in your own way. And that is way more fucking powerful than trying to like trying to keep up with somebody else or constantly comparing yourself to somebody else. The other thing too is comparison mindset. It will kill your creativity. Like the best thing you can do is like literally unplug, go on a trip, go be alone somewhere and just like think about things that you love because the best businesses ideas are coming from people that fulfill like their own needs. And it turns out that also the mass population has the same need. You know, that's not coming from someone looking at someone and watching them grow and being like, I want to be just like him and like trying to mirror image a product like that usually doesn't work. Like what works is when it comes from you and it's again, connected to you that it becomes, it becomes this awesome thing that people gravitate towards. Cause it's, it's you, you're, you're behind the brand. It's the person. I also try to remind myself like there's enough room for everyone. Yeah. First off, when I get into a comparison headspace, it's normally because there's something wrong like in, within me, sure. not like with me, but like, yeah, I'm either not in the best place or there's something I need to take care of because that I can tell that's just not naturally me. Like I definitely lean more towards there's room for everyone. I'm like way more excited that like, I'm just more naturally more like that. So I find myself when I start comparing that there's just, it's almost like, okay, red flag. Like you need to like talk about this in therapy, you know, like figure it out, <laughs> like call your mom, something like that. I don't know. I think it's a really natural thing too. Mm -hmm. Cause then I'll get to that side of like, oh my God, why am I even comparing myself? Like this is yeah. a waste of time. This is not getting me anywhere because again, logically I know the answers, but I've just been trying to work on 
kind of giving myself more grace. It's like, it's natural for this stuff to come up. It's mm-hmm. just kind of how you react to it. A thousand percent. I think too, like we do get in that you like touched on something there. Like, like we do get in that like shame mentality yes. where then we start beating ourselves up and it is hard. I mean, like I said, like this is all mindset stuff. Like this is all you literally formulating in your brain, you know, and disciplining your own thinking patterns to be like, no, there is room for everyone. Like there is enough money in the world for everyone or like, you know, exactly kind of what you were saying. And I think the shame too is like something that is, is really hard because, you know, as an entrepreneur too, you're like, okay, like these are the ground rules. This is how I operate. This is how I'm going to be, you know, freaking, you know, not good. Great. Like I need to think this way, but then there's also too, like the side of entrepreneurs where we freaking beat ourselves over the head because we want everything to be, you know, this journey to success. So I hear you on that. It's very real. And it's also, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, you're going to go through it. You're going to feel those things. I mean, you're human. There's no way to avoid them except just being like super careful with yourself and bringing yourself out back to that groundedness of like, okay, like we don't, we don't think this way, you know, like, yes, I feel this way right now and it sucks, but like, we don't, we don't think this way. And we're going to, we're going to move through this like in our own time. Something a mentor said to me years ago that has always stuck with me is your feelings are valid, but they're not always true. And I say that to people weekly. I'm like, yes, they're valid that you feel that way, but that doesn't mean they're true. Look, I just am not someone who, not that I downplay my emotions or don't listen to my emotions. I go to therapy every single week and I have for most of my life. Like clearly I don't, but (laughs) I don't want to make emotional decisions because personally Mm -hmm. I don't do well it let a heightened emotional decision sure. like i don't really make my best decisions if i'm in a heightened emotional state yeah so if i remind myself of that i'll have a day where i'm feeling really really anxious and then i like catastrophize in thinking and i'm like oh my god my life is over can't believe i feel this way i'm like <laughs> shaming myself for even feeling anxious and i'm like i literally have anxiety like i don't know why <laughs> i this is not a surprise i've been dealing with this most of my life like at some point it should i, I know you know <laughs> and then i just like make it so much worse So I try to remind myself like, hey, it's actually normal. It's okay. And this Mm -hmm. normally will pass Mm -hmm. because it has for the past 24 years of my life. Like I don't remember life without anxiety. So it's okay. Like I'm going to take a step back and it will be fine. And I, and I laugh because that is the most relatable thing I've ever heard. And yeah, I mean, we kind of like, like you said, I think catastrophizing, catastrophizing, catastrophizing. I never know how to say it. I just, I say it really quickly and move on, you know? (laughs) Okay. Like we do that in our brain and it, it is so much bigger inside of our own thoughts, right? Like it is so much heavier. And like, like you said, like if you have, that's like the coolest thing that I think I've heard you say is like the fact that you've been able to like be aware of that and then bring yourself back to like, no, like we've been here before. Like we'll get through this. We'll walk through this together. I think is like such a mental strength. And like, even like for myself, like that's something like I'm currently working through because when I go through those, like I fire off decisions. Like I was talking with a brand partner of ours and they're like, he said something like, he said something a little condescending. He said something along like the fact of like, I'm a force of nature because I just make moves. And that is something that I'm actually trying to slow down on and be more aware of is like these, these actions that I make when I am in a, when I am in a state that's not my most grounded state. And I think that having that and working on that is probably, it's the most powerful thing you can do with your mind. And I love that. And that is on thousands of dollars of therapy, free for all of you. (laughs) Literally. Yes. I have 
one last question and this is specific, but I think this is something that I'm sure a lot of people are facing. So we're in an age where a lot of entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs, whatever, a lot of people are front facing now. And I'm having kind of that issue where it's like, okay, look, here's my, like, this is Kinsey Elizabeth. And then also if I'm starting a brand, that's also me. Like, how do I differentiate the two? Sure. Between like, this is me, but then also my brand, it's me. You know what I mean? So I don't know how to separate the two. Can you give me like a product? Give me a product. Okay. Okay. So like, yes and no. Like, okay. So I feel like Mariana Hewitt is a really great example with summer Fridays. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not clothing, but when you go to buy summer Fridays, there is something about the brand's aesthetic messaging and everything that just makes you like feel like it is her product. Right. So there is something when it comes to launching your own brand where you want those intricacies, like you want that character, you want that to come through the brand. You are still you. You can have whatever you want. You can be running 27 different businesses. You are you. That product is just an extension of you. So the best way to look at a personal brand is almost thinking of it like an umbrella. Okay. And underneath all these, underneath this umbrella, are all these different things that you are running and operating. You are still you, you are still Kenzie. This product is an extension of you that people want because it is something that you've put out into the world to fulfill a need, to do something cool, to make somebody happy. And that product can lean into you, but it is not you. Like you are not, you are your business but you are also so much greater than your business. And there are so many other dynamic parts to you. So when you talk about your personal brand, that personal brand, again, can, can host so many different things and you can continue to evolve and continue to launch all these different brands, you know, and your product can still be under you and still be, you know, again, this arm of you. When I look at Summer Fridays, I look at Mariana Hewitt, like that's something that I think is so powerful is because she's had this blog. She's been this OG blogger influencer. And she's like, I really like skincare. And you know what? I've been studying skincare like my whole life. And this is something that I want to do, but she's still Mariana Hewitt. She's Mm -hmm. still running that blog. I mean, I don't know if she's running it as much anymore, but like, you know, like she could come out and launch another product tomorrow and do clothing. And like, you'd still probably feel like it was from her. So I think when you go to separate things, like absolutely like build your team, build your infrastructures, build your systems. But let it also be like a component of you because that's what people really want. They want to connect with you. They Again, they want to connect with the people stepping out in front of the brands. And that is such a true statement in the industry right now is that people really do want to feel connected and they want to feel a real, a real person. And again, as social media continues to climb, like we are, we're connecting with people on such a higher, faster rate, but it's so distanced that it it feels like people are craving that connection even more now. I completely agree. I buy left and right from people that I know the founder or I follow the founder or it's a friend of mine. It's always based off of honestly who's behind the business at this point for me. The thing that I kind of like struggle with, I mean, I want a brand actually if it were up to me, it, you wouldn't even know I'm behind it. You wouldn't even know anything about it. I'm so unbelievably over myself. Like, I just don't <laughs> want... Like, if my name's on one more thing, I swear to God, I'm going to, like, die. Um, but I do also love the front-facing. I like the sharing. Like, I want, as I'm doing... Like, we already are as we're planning this and doing this. Like, it to be from day one, hey, we're meeting with, like, manufacturers. We're meeting with, 
you know, X, Y, and Z, because I wish people were doing that when they were starting brands, Mm -hmm. start like talking, not even like talking about it in the sense of like, there's nothing to show, but talking about the process. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost freeing in a way where it's like, when you have like brand identity, because I just think of myself, I change so much all the time. So the idea of like buckling down to like, uh, this is what this is kind of stresses me out, but it also is kind of freeing. Yeah. Cause then I'm like, that's just what it is. That's it. We're good. And we're going to keep it there. You know? I think you should. I think you should share more. And like the reason I'm so front facing because I've been doing this for brands for the last eight years. And like the one thing that I have noticed is that it's actually hard to get entrepreneurs to step out in front of their brand. They don't necessarily want to. Mm-hmm. They necessarily, they like they like being, they like watching their baby. They like cheerleading and cheering on their baby and that's it. And so this new step is a little bit hard because now you're also seeing all these CEOs have personal brands. Yeah. And they're having to show up and they're having to turn on and they're having to perform, which is again, not something we're used to. We're used to these big ass corporations that we've grown up with our whole lives. We don't know who's behind them. Like, do you know who created Tide? No idea. Me either. No clue. Yeah. So it is, it's a little bit new for entrepreneurs to be doing this, but it's also, again, like that thing where it's like, they, they do, they want to see Kenzie. They want to see you going through all, you know, the behind the curtain shit and they want to connect with you on it. And I think about, again, the brands that I'm purchasing from or the founders or CEOs or entrepreneurs that I personally follow and keep up with. Mm -hmm. And Dallas is actually, which is where I live, is actually, it was like third highest as far as like female entrepreneurs go, like crazy high, but you would never know because most of them aren't front facing. Wow. And that's when I realized, oh my God, there's so many people who just don't do it this way. I didn't even (laughs) think about it because I'm in LA and everyone's like lights, camera, action, myself included, clearly. And I just like, it didn't even cross my mind, but I'm like, again, though, the brands that I connect with and that I'm purchasing from, it's all front facing. Sure. Besides a few. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I totally hear that. I think too, there's, there's also like this really cool movement in with women right now in business. And I think we're scaring the shit out all the men, but (laughs) giving them a for sure run for their money. But I, I would have to say, you know, I, again, I grew up with like a single dad, his, his dad and his dad before them, they were all entrepreneurs. And to see how much of like men really do or excuse me, to grow up with like men being so ingrained in business and now to be a woman in business and see how many women are in business Mm -hmm. and kicking ass is like the coolest thing ever. And it's something that's so cool for me because I was so ingrained with my own family business and watching my dad and things like that. That now I see all these women and I'm like, God, they're smart. Like, God, they know, like they have their shit together. And like, it's fucking about time. Like yeah. this is, this is our time right now. It's also just really empowering. Yeah, for it's sure. Really cool. For sure. Thank you so much for coming on. I loved this conversation. Um, where can they find you in the 7,000 things that you do? Yes. Okay. So if you want to just follow along with me, it's just at Whitney Eckes. Eckes is pronounced like a wet kiss. That's how I have to tell people. <laughs> um, and then if you want to check out Get Super, purchase our box, give us a try. It's just getsuper.com. Super is spelled S-U-P-R, no E. Love that. Thank you. All right, guys, that is it for today's video. Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have the best time. I cannot wait to see who has the merch under the Christmas tree. I know a lot of you guys had your boyfriends buy it for you. And I just thought that was such a genius move, by the way. I mean, what a smart move to make in a relationship. But anyways, I love you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, Join Geneva group chat, our newsletter. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that stuff. I love you guys so much. And I will talk to you next Thursday.